Greetings, my name's Rick and welcome to all the audio coverage from a blog to watch for everything that's going on in and around Watches and Wonders, Time to Watches and all the other brands that are just pitching up in hotels in Geneva to speak to us about their watches. We have interviews galore for you, so hopefully you're going to enjoy the one that's just about to pop up and if you do, then subscribe to everything else on the Spending Time channel and search for a blog to watch weekly on your podcaster for all the news and reviews of the watches that you're about to hear about in these interviews. Enjoy. We welcome to the show the most Scottish sounding of watch brand CEOs uh, who in our conversation moments before press and record, we have now rang Xavier to incorporate my bad Scottish accent with his wonderful uh, name, we uh, welcome to the show, Xavier, the CEO of Chapek. And you will notice I have not used his surname as we came to a gentleman's agreement beforehand that I wouldn't even bother. So, Xavier, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. You make me regret to not uh, have recorded all the versions of pronunciation of my name. But you did, you did it great. You did it great. Oh, I have those pronunciations. We we can we can do a like one of those movies, like Marvel movies. We'll do the outtakes at the end, <laughs> the the, the post credit scenes. So, Xavier, are you all ready and raring to go for Watches and Wonders? Yes, of course, waiting for that. Yes, dying for that. Even though it's you know every year we tell ourselves. Uh, never again. We're not, <laughs> never again. We're gonna be in the last minutes assembling prototypes, uh, desperate about hands that are not coming or something like that. And every year uh-huh. we are the same. You know, it seems like uh, <laughs> it's part of it's our it's our Sisyph rock. You know, to to bring it up yes. and then boom, close down. <laughs> Do you think there's anything more ironic than it being watch brands that push things right to the last minute of timing of all things concerned? Totally, I, I even wonder if it's not philosophical, you know. <laughs> That's right, yes. God's way of getting back at you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you have some magnificent timepieces waiting to be revealed at the show. And the one I'd like to start with is the Antarctic Titanium Dark Sector. Mm-hmm. This looks absolutely stunning. I want you to tell us about it, obviously, but I also, first of all, want to know about the name Dark Sector, because I know what that has to do with, but I'm curious as to who it is in the organisation was also very well up on their astronomy and decided that this was what they would bring into the brand. You probably should imagine Chapek as a as a ball that is uh, bouncing on every, a bouncing ball that, <laughs> that bounces on every angle of your of your living room and trying uh-huh. not to break too many things, but that's the way ideas <laughs> move within the company, okay? And yeah. uh, while uh, maybe I'm the number one throwing the ball, then the ball bounces <laughs> from right to left within the team. And that makes an extraordinary uh, kind of chemistry on creation of names. I always insisted on giving a name to each watch that we created because Mm -hmm. I always see these products, the amount of work, effort, craftsmanship in them is is giving them a sound. And to epitomize that, we we want to have a name so that it's a product itself. It's something that is a living thing that does not belong anymore to us, you know? And so we always look for names. 
But then once you've started doing that, after 10 years, you start struggling thinking, yeah, what should be the next name, you know? And we were there with this model that we created actually one year ago, even more than a year ago. We created it uh, at the end of 2021 and didn't launch it because we have mm-hmm. we had too many models in the pipeline. And we thought we cannot launch so many models. So uh, we postponed it. And we love the idea of the sector. But of course, the word sector reminds of another watch brand. Uh-huh. Uh, we didn't felt that uh, that was dangerous to in to to insist on that. And then suddenly, one of the team member Pierre actually came up saying, "Hey, you know what? In astronomy, dark sector is the name of a telescope in in Antarctic. It's pretty cool, no?" <laughs> and then we all fell in love with uh-huh. the name. So that's yeah. you know when you think about ID generation, I was sometimes asked, you know, how IDs come. Of course, you need to have a a friendly, fun crazy atmosphere because if it's too much stress Mm. too much cash flows too much uh, things like that you don't get any ideas so you need to generate that context and then you let things flow and it can come up in a strange way so the first name is uh, is dark sector and is coming from a bouncing ball coming from every side saying Uh should we focus (laughs) on the style of the watch on the antarctic in itself on the shape well and at the end uh, that was how it came to mind what was Brilliant. what was your opinion? What did you thought it was? I mean, I knew what dark sector was just because I happened to be a bit of an astronomy geek. So I was aware of the name when I heard that it was called dark sector. But before receiving the paperwork, I didn't know if that was the context on which you had named it. I wondered if it was a sci-fi thing or something else rather than the Addison Scott South Pole Station. But uh, yeah, a cool name, as you say. And it's great to hear that your strategy is always to give watches names. I agree with you. I think the naming of a watch rather than giving it a long, long string of numbers really does give it personality and does give it a bit of a soul. So you were also right, Ria. We, my first yes. novel, I ever found the first thing I read, I think in my life, I was between 10 and 12 years old, was was a, a science fiction novel. It was called Millennium. Very strange story. Short story. And I loved it. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, my whole lecture life has been around, not young life, until the age of 18, was only uh-huh. dedicated to, to science fiction novels. So I'm, I'm really into that. <laughs> but that's in the back, you know. <laughs> that's why whenever it's, it's a link with astronomy, then I, uh, I I connect it uh, uh, quickly uh, together, and it's part of the history of watchmaking. Huh? Never forget, huh? uh, yes. the longitude prize was always between Harrison Absolutely. and and the calculation of time and astro and Maliskin, the, the, the Neville Maliskin, the bad guy who was after astronomy. But still, yeah. you know, so we, <laughs> we have that as a as a watermark behind the work uh-huh. of, of watchmaking for the last. 200 years. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that's often forgotten about is that the origin of the watch, a bit like the way that wars tend to create leaps in technology, in the same way, the leap in technology, which was the ability to have timekeeping, was all about, you know, touring the world and astronomy and all of all that was involved in that. So, yeah, really great to, to hear that as the background of everything that is the brand. So tell us some specifics about this watch. People will be able to go and look at 
pictures on the internet now uh, it will be made public where is the highlight of this for you I, I am honestly torn between the bracelet and the strap they both look uber cool very very smart indeed do you have a favorite aspect of these watches the, the strap is just amazing and that's the way a lot of people we wear yeah. it the bracelets we're still working on it so we'll get it <laughs> and then probably it will become number one once we see it it's like the hour is the end we all talk, yes. talk about it but i haven't not gotten it yet <laughs> so, uh, so uh we hope it will come soon but uh, the spirit of the uh, i mean the spirit of the antarctic is there we always wanted to go to the next level, which was the titanium. And this concept of what mm. was completely fitting that aspect because of its, its extreme dial where the the, mar the hours are marked by the absence of marker. You know, there is, there is, all these sectors yes. are actually counting the hours and the distance between each sector is just uh, the hours. So it's an interesting concept of void that marks, you know, the, uh, the element. And, and a lot of other things I like yes. that, you know, like silence with music. With no silence, there is no music, but silence is the absence. So how can you uh, can you define it? No, we, we could we could go more philosophical, but I know I have to keep that short. So um, that was <laughs> the direction we always wanted with the titanium a version of uh -huh. uh, of uh, the Antarctic. And so it's it's an evolution, yeah. And it's uh, it's a continuous product. So we. We will have the, the pleasure to keep it for many years. Good. It's a, a very, very pretty looking watch. And yeah, the whole fact that the hours, etc., are cut out from, if you like, the markers. And as you say, the passing of the hour is actually represented by void rather than by presence. is actually a really nice, whimsical kind of take on time-telling without it overcomplicating or, you know, almost trying to be too clever for its own good. Mm. It is just still really nice and simple and classic looking. So this is going to be the main focus of the show, as I understand uh, it. And exactly. I suspect it will no. be a big seller. No, no. Is there is is there maybe so, one or two other things that are coming that might so, take us by surprise? Here's the thing. We are working on new projects and new <laughs> models. And... And we have been overwhelmed yep. by the dim, by the orders last year, you know. So yes. we have had to yeah. reshuffle, reschedule everything, try to to uh, to to build up the the whole system to work together. And uh, we will have, we have postponed our big launches to the second half of the year to be able to to build capacity of production actually. And so our focus for watches and wonder is on Antarctic, but we come with various models. So the dark sector on titanium mm -hmm. is going to be the first one unveiled. The following one is playing with, uh, you know, my my pitch about horological eroticism, uh, where we we try to uh, uh -huh. we try to make the movement as beautiful as possible, even though it was a relatively simple movement because it's a it's a three and watch. Yes, and a lot of people have actually looked at that movement and say, wow, it's incredible. It should be the other way around. We should yeah. be looking at the movement instead of uh -huh. looking at the watch. And so that's the direction in which uh -huh. we uh, we uh, we are working. So I could say the second move, in the second watch, Chapek undresses. So uh, for the pleasure of the eyes. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and then the other, uh, I don't say too much on that movement, on that watch. 
the, for the moment. So <laughs> then we come with uh, you know the then you know the Antarctic case was created for smaller wrists, regardless of the gender. We we find that the whole gender thing about watches was a bit pushed up, and some watches are naturally more feminine, some more masculine, but they should be. Mm-hmm. The entry point, you know, and so you can imagine men wearing diamonds mm-hmm. that doesn't make them less men, you know, it's just a matter of taste. But we always say that we would make the Antarctic evolve in direction that would cover more or less masculine or feminine sides. So we come with a with a mother of pearl dial that will be uh, nice. set with diamonds on on the bezel, but also on the case, also on the dial, also on different parts mm-hmm. of of the piece and it's called la carte des nuages okay so i'm not going to try and repeat that back to you <laughs> have you ever been a scout ria okay uh, no i was uh, in the boys brigade when you are a scout at the, <laughs> uh, at the very beginning you're called uh-huh. the cut pats which is uh, the last of the patrouille and there is always the uh, you're normally 12 years old and uh, around and there are a lot of jokes yeah, yeah. that are made you know and and so the guy is asked, you know, to to find a, a file to grow metal. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what we call are, are a, a tin of tartan paint. Exactly. A tartan yeah, paint. Yeah. The tartan paint is tartan a classic paint. one. The tartan paint. Go for the tartan <laughs> I'll, paint. I'll, I'll, or a long stand. One of them is called the cloud map. <laughs> Yes, the co- over here so, we call it a sky hook. Go and fetch me a sky hook was the joke. So that was that was the idea. And why? Because the person behind the uh, concept of that watch uh, was actually my wife, and she wanted to to cross elements, you know, to make a square into into a round base. And she included some gear shake cuts, six gear shake cuts, three vertical, three. Uh, horizontal and that they create a they create a shape of a, of the lines of a map you know and then behind the uh, uh-huh. mother of pearl is a beautiful it's a pearly mother of pearl which normally cannot be guilloche yeah. but because we have so few cuts uh-huh. we can do hand guilloche on them right okay and again it's the same aesthetic kind of spirit as for the other antarctic uh pieces whereas there is a simplicity simplicity is a superlative of advanced design you know it's when you you cut everything that is not important to keep really what's critical and to make an effect so that's how we we come up with the watch two tones so there is a gray tone that is more masculine and a a natural tone of the mother of pearl that is more feminine but again we don't know. Maybe more men will buy the natural tone and more women the great tone. We don't know. We let people choose yeah. and enjoy. But the, the simplicity of the design is so unique that it's uh, quite striking. So I'm very happy to see that watch which was, which was actually one of the first uh, design idea of my wife, which has never been prepared for that. Uh, but uh, that's part of the startup. When you work here, it's... Uh, you're always thrown into doing a job you've never heard of before, and you have to make it right. Yes. <laughs> so it's part of the beauty. I'm here to help <laughs> the team members, but uh, that's uh, that's a thing. And then the, the second the second model is also coming from my my wife's initial brief. Um, Should I be speaking to your wife rather than you? Is that what yeah. we're saying? Well, she will be very. She she considers she's not good in English, so she would be afraid of of doing it. But I can call her. Okay. I'm working from home now, so uh, well, I can. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a good idea. Yeah. 
Come here, you're on the radio. I'm, I'm sure you'll not get any abuse for that at all. Uh, I'll propose I to do that. The other one was she wanted to work on a geometric pattern coming from the influence of, of fabrics because she studied she studied fabric design, fashion. That's where the, right, that's okay. where she comes from in terms of, of field. And in Japan, there is a tradition very old of embroidery that is called sashiko. And this tradition of embroidery is usually using some geometric pattern made out of natural patterns. So here it's a lotus flower mm -hmm. that is the origin of the inspiration of the Japanese sashiko and that we have created in 3D. So with a top and a downs, uh, reproducing exactly the shape of what is normally embroidered on old uh, Japanese fabrics. Right. Okay. I can picture that in my mind's exactly. eye. So that's that's a sashiko. And for the sashiko, we continue to blur the things because we created a masculine pink. So listen, I'm I'm all for more yeah, pink watches. Well, Big fan deep. of pink watches. I think certainly I think that there's gonna be more pink watches at this year's Watches and Wonders than folk are expecting, oh, is all, all I right. will say. I, I think there will be one or two kicking okay. about. So I, I think pink may be the new Tiffany yeah. blue. That's possible. That's possible. I mean, I would say in Chapek, you know that we love colors. We have always a hard time selling selling a black watch. It's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> number one sale for everyone except us, you know. Uh, Talk to me briefly as we, we close up about the brand yourselves as an independent producing watches which are in enormous demand and has really exploded over the last two or three years and there are several other brands alongside you who would be telling a similar mm -hmm. story what do you put that down to so so okay in 2016 so it's it's an explosion inside uh -huh. an explosion all right so in 20, right, okay. in 2016 well, i remember when we came to watches and wonder for the first year there was an interview made mm -hmm. to different CEOs about the, the market and the way it was evolving. 2016 was a crisis. And I remember that there was one CEO saying, the market for the independent is today so small and the appetite for this approach of watchmaking is growing so strongly that we should expect this market segment to grow times three over the next five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is what happened. So, of course, uh, uh, there is a big brand with a crown that is an independent. I'm not talking about them, even though they have been <laughs> yes. growing no. nuts. <laughs> and then the, yeah, yeah. there is the old partner of Chapek, you know, that has been here for uh -huh. very long. Yeah. And that are also enjoying good times and good for them. Uh, yes. But I'm talking about the small companies and the small brands. And we could see that there was an appetite for, for the approach of watchmaking that was really focusing on on the mechanics on the origin on the essence on the substance okay and then trying with the design to also go into new territories to explore new territories and this was a sort of a laboratory of ideas that's what the independent are where and are and will be also in the future and this is suddenly what has sort of driven the market accelerated the market so that was one element. The second element is that there has been a change in the behavior of people. And you always have to understand when you think about a market, 
and consumers, who is the leader and who is going to mark the direction? And you remember the two big boys we were talking about uh, five minutes ago? These are the ones that have kind of shown the direction and implemented this direction. And there is a, a third boy that we all know about that we can add to that. And that has made yes. that in 2017, <laughs> just after an event in Madrid, one of the guys organizing the event told me, look, I got a way to count the clicks on every watch in my own uh, sort of uh, bibliography of all the watches. I can tell you there are three watches that collect 90% of the clicks. And this, uh, these are the watches we were talking about, the, the famous trilogy. So uh -huh. then uh, I understood. I said, okay, I hear that too from my shareholders. We have shareholders. We have 200 shareholders. So these shareholders were telling me, look, your classic watches are so beautiful. They're fantastic. I love them, but I cannot go to a barbecue with my buddies, have beers with that watch. I cannot go to the beach <laughs> with my kids. I cannot play. I mean, I want to go to the gym and throw my watch in my gym bag, even though that's horrible. I, I admit it, but I want, that's my way of living. And we thought, okay, we need to make a beautiful, aesthetically uh, corresponding to our beliefs, uh, sport watch that is a real sport watch that people can bang and no problem. And that and that was not us, that was a big trend for all the market, okay, in that direction. And then there was a third element, which is the crisis that have come through and the COVID has made people focus on watches as a way to actually create pleasure and, and wealth at the same time. And because there was a concentration of attention during the COVID online, that has created a bubble, an acceleration with some speculation. And so these three elements have made a chain reaction. You know, and that has created what happened then, which is Chapek forced to close his order book his, uh, to for a year because we just couldn't cope with the demand. Yeah. Is there a future problem brewing simply because the demand is so outstripping the supply or will it all eventually catch up? Is it a bubble that will okay. sort itself out and waiting lists will go back down to three or four months rather than companies closing order books, etc.? Because you're not the so only one that's had to do that. We all would love to be the most intelligent, and we are not. We are not better <laughs> than our fathers. Let's look back to history yeah. of watchmaking. So the, the, watch is, the watch industry is cyclical. The watch business is cyclical. And we are in a growth, but there will be waves in that growth. There will not be a burst and then back to zero. We are going to grow, but with up and downs. Okay. And right now we're in the down and it will be helping cooling a bit down what was happening that was completely insane yeah. and stupid and not the watchmaking we love. Watchmaking is not about speculation. Watchmaking is about loving watches. So, so it's, it's, it makes us go back to the essence. We are implementing rules, asking people to not sell their watch before a year, at least. And if they do, we will ask them to focus on other brands, please. Okay. All right. That's because we think it's our responsibility individually. Everyone, even if we are very small, to, to state what we believe in. And we believe that collecting watches is about keeping them, wearing them, and leaving that, you know. And uh, we're not te to, you're teaching anyone. We're just, we are communicating our convictions, okay. So this is uh, what's happening now. 
So I expect the market to continue to grow because watches are beautiful. And because thanks to a company with the shape of a fruit that is half eaten, it has put back <laughs> tens of millions of watches on the wrist of people who have suddenly realized that wearing a watch was fantastic. So this is fueling the market. This was the third, the fourth explosion of the of the chain reaction. The smartwatches have created a change in the behavior and everyone who is having the money and the love for watches is now going into mechanical. And that's... Absolutely. And I suspect that having seen the releases that are coming from yourselves for Watches and Wonders, that demand is only going to continue. So thank you very much for your time. I've decided that from now on, I'm going to call you XDR, like JFK and all the rest of it. We'll just You should just go by your initials now. So it saves me trying to pronounce your name. So XDR from Shapek, thank you very much for joining us. I look forward to seeing you in Geneva and look forward to getting a hands-on with all the novelties that you're releasing. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Nice meeting you. And keep on loving watches. Cheers. Thank you very much for listening to this interview. Please subscribe to the Spending Time channel and subscribe to a blog to watch weekly for all our weekly news and reviews content from the gang at a blog to watch. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.